Coming up, Dragon Challenge is officially closing. Plus, we're going to talk about the future of Universal Orlando. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 137 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Please visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Mr. Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. 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 Happy to see you today. Thank you. Top of the morning to you. Yes, top of the the morning to you yes absolutely. an exclamation on the yes. end of that so it's not in the morning right now it is actually uh afternoon because uh you know that's uh that's what time of day it is and we are here for you with another episode of the universal edition this one's going to be a sad one but it's also going to be a speculative one. Oh yeah that was some, some great use of brass instruments i know i've got, I've got to get mouth file in going no nope. wouldn't that be it wouldn't that be a talent sure <laughs> sure if we were in post i would say like oh let me open my mouth and insert violin music here later well then we don't do that <laughs> we do not do any post-production whatsoever at all so yes we uh, have a a very great episode for you um very great very good terrible grammar let's just pretty, jump into pretty, it pretty 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 good yes exactly thank you curb that Curb your enthusiasm, please. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of a wild couple weeks with us. Um, I don't remember if we were here or gone last week. I think you were gone. We were gone the week before that because we were out in California. Obviously, the, uh, the big thing when we were out in California is that um, basically every – thing that has been speculated on in terms of disney parks for the future was announced over Mm -hmm. the course of an hour and a half at the disney parks and resorts panel at um at the d23 expo and so yeah that that's all disney related that has nothing to do with universal except for one key point and that is since all those announcements were made um members of this team, the Diz Unplugged team, as well as many people on the internet, the Twitter, the Facebook, all that, have jumped immediately to saying, okay, well, Disney announced this, 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 and that. So, Universal, what's your response going to be? Mm-hmm. 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 And I do not, I do not take this very lightly because... I'll get into it as we go on with this. But basically at this point now, everything that Universal announces for the next two years, everyone's just going to immediately jump and say, this was a response to Disney. This was a response to Disney. This, uh, Oh, clearly that's a response to Disney. I I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves here and start saying stuff like that because it is – they clearly have a plan laid out because they like now somebody could even be like, well, Nintendo was a response to Disney. And I'm like, well, no, I think Nintendo is just a, them bettering their theme parks. And 
the the thing we're going to talk about here today too. They don't you don't just jump and make that decision overnight. You know what I mean? Like that was clearly already in the works. Yeah. So let's just jump in the first part of this, and then we'll get to more of the speculation and uh, the rest later. But uh, this week it was announced, in fact, that Dragon Challenge will officially be closing uh, forever starting on September 5th. So uh, if you're looking for a last-minute trip to Universal to get a chance to ride Dragon Challenge, you need to do that uh, by Mm -hmm. September 4th. That is your final day to do so. I know you don't care. I don't want to do it again. I mean, if it's a never again, I don't know. Tempting fate. I survived once. It I, I, I might have is. to because we did only do one side. Yeah, you you only did the uh, the Hungarian horn tail, the blue side. You yeah. still have to do the Chinese fireball. Um, so it, you, you have to go back and do that. Yeah, uh, for sure. You can't just not. Um, but yeah, we we did a, our show on Dragon Challenge a couple months ago. Now I, I want to say it's been quite a while, um, but we did that in anticipation as a Hall of Fame episode, knowing that down the road here that we would would be be getting us what this day would be upon us yes this day would be upon us the dragon challenge would be announced that it would be closing its doors um and you know so it it wasn't a surprise i i was even told as as of last week that there was going to be a meeting held where it's probably going to get announced that dragon challenge will be closing its doors this week that ended up came uh coming true um and I, I've had friends telling me for, I, I want to say it's been about definitely a year and a half, if not two years, the Dragon Challenge was on the chopping block. And, and the first time it was on the chopping block, it got saved. And Yeah, there was no mystery because it was going to go away for that Sky Coaster they were going to build. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, plans passed with that. And then all those all those permits started coming out that were kind of pointing towards potential new uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter attractions. And what it turns out that we are getting in place of Dragon Challenge is a brand new roller coaster. Mm. So we're replacing a roller coaster with a roller coaster. Mm. But... Um, you know, the, this new attraction is supposed to open up in 2019. So Universal says this all new thrill ride will take you deeper into J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World, where you will encounter some of your favorite characters and creatures. It'll be unlike anything we've ever done before and will be fun for the entire family. Bold. The, the new attraction will be one of the most highly themed coaster experiences we've ever created. It will combine a new level of storytelling with an action-packed adventure and a few surprises along the way. So our award-winning Universal creative team is once again collaborating with Warner Brothers and the production design team from the Harry Potter films to bring this new coaster experience to life. This ride is going to redefine the category and transport you to thrilling places, drawing you into even more exciting adventures within the wizarding world it's going to be the perfect addition to hogsmeade hmm i'm i don't i'm i'm curious i mean i'm excited either way if it's anything like uh escape from gringotts and that's where like i know they literally didn't put out any true details besides it's going to be a roller coaster it'll be highly themed and um it'll essentially be fun for the entire family that's the only true details you kind of yeah. get out of it um when they say stuff like characters and creatures that that makes you think when you instantly say creatures 
instantly I think it's going to have something um, to do with, uh, as many people have speculated Fantastic before. Beast. Well, I not even that, just even the um, the the forest. So, oh, I mean, it, it technically where it is is the right spot for it, isn't it? So, like, if they make it all forest themed and you go through the forest, mm, interesting. Yeah, because, because they could still keep Hagrid's hut right where it's at. Yeah. With um, I like that with uh, fight of the hippogriff, and then it could delve into the forest there. Um, I do, I do agree too. At some point, they're going to have to bring Fantastic Beasts into it, and you know, if they could jump, and there's only two Fantastic Beasts movies out by the time that this is opened, that's actually really. That's a really smart thing, um, trying to get it in while there's still three more movies yeah. waiting to be released. Um, you know, it definitely hitting the hype right in the middle of it. Think if think if the Wizarding World of Harry Potter could have opened up right somewhere around like book four or not book four, movie four, instead of not opening up oh, all the way until like the, the sixth movie. If they sold the book at the Universal, like the midnight release party would have just oh. been. They could have charged so much money for that. Exactly. And people would go. I, I would have yeah. – to get your Harry Potter book in like at the store where they sell the school books, yeah. Oh, I, one of the, my greatest memories of working at Universal ever was a shift where I didn't come in until 11 o'clock and I know, then I, I the left, one you're talking about. I left at 4 in the morning. I didn't go see the movie at City Walk like my friend wanted yeah. me to do like an idiot. And, I, and I'll tell you too, I, I had a horrible movie viewing experience where I did end up going too because somebody talked to the, the whole movie and behind me they were like – which one's Voldemort? And I was like, I'll kill you in the parking lot after this. <laughs> well, as Rhino is kind of pointing out, um, after the final movie debuted in theaters, um, if you went to see it at City Walk, I, I think I've told this before. If not, um, fun magic. new one uh, for the everyone who saw the movie at City Walk then was able to go into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So Flight of the Hippogriff was open for them for uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. It was, uh, you just were able to walk through the castle. The ride has to go down every night for maintenance. It's a requirement. Uh, so we weren't able to be open for everyone, but you got to walk through. And I, I would say basically one out of four people was dressed up for the event. So it was like one of the most magical things in the world so yeah um to be able to take advantage of that and do more events like that because you're ahead of the next movies that are coming out that would be absolutely incredible um so you know it, it's going to have something to do with the forest or fantastic beasts no doubt and i'm glad that it is going to be more family friendly uh that is a, a shortcoming of dragon challenge that the uh you know, it, it, it's a high-speed, intense roller coaster, uh, and it just uh, – the height requirement is so large that a lot of small kids couldn't go on. Mm. And a lot of terrible parents tried to force their small kids to go on yeah. and get them to cheat the, the height system and putting their kids in danger of being very, very hurt. Well, it's not even that for me. For me, it's like it's – you've got such – like when they built um, – when they built the railroad uh, – the Hogwarts, Hogwarts Express, Express. Um, it was kind of like you saw the area a little differently than you used to. Yeah. So when you're getting out of the the Express, like, and you're supposed to be at school, there's like these giant metal tracks that are coming up over the train station, you know. And it's it was kind of like ooh, before when you were only going in that main entrance or by the entrance by Jurassic Park, you didn't really have you the roller coaster was yeah. kind of tucked in this like little gully like alcove yeah. kind of thing, and so. 
I always have been like, it's it's not quite as magically visually as like when you step in a Diagon Alley and you're completely absorbed because I'm like, ah, oh, there's a roller coaster like right here that doesn't really fit the rest of this. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think anyone's arguing that that Dragon Challenge itself is was ever going to be a permanent thing in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh you know, it was a very popular ride as Doling Dragons, and it was still pretty popular when it became Dragon Challenge. But, you know, we, we heard it all the time from people that as soon as the, the queue changed, and even though I didn't get to experience the old queue, you know, when you have someone come back who never experienced Dragon Challenge before but experienced Doling, they they were very disappointed in the changes made to the queue and that it just felt like a, a little flake uh, uh, flaky overlay mm-hmm. it kind of putting potter into it and, it's a little lazy and yeah exactly and then on top of that um of course we we mentioned in that episode and uh talked about it before the issues that then started to arise that that made the doling features no yeah. longer be available um it, it, so it, it's definitely gone downhill and made made itself seem less relevant throughout the year so it, and it does it Dragon Challenge itself is such a big footprint in that area mm-hmm. that the rest of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter essentially fits in that area that Dragon Challenge hmm. sits in. Because, you know, it's it's a 125-foot lift hill. And it's with that, it's it's a it's not a go straight up and go up. Well, it is a slow, like, long climb. Yeah, if it's if it is another roller co- an outdoor roller coaster, my guess is it's going to be an indoor area. Yeah, but um, if it is another outdoor one, it just it kind of needs just maybe a paint job that matches the aesthetic. The other thing is too is like because it's bright orange and bright blue, it's two colors that don't really. But I get it. Like those are the dragon colors and stuff, but. It just like something that blends a little bit better. That's yeah. all. That's all. Oh, I, I have no doubt that it's going to be inside. Some people are starting to speculate that there might be an outside feature to it. Indoor, as well. outdoor, mm-hmm. indoor, outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to go that route at all. Uh, just because. Well, it's always it, nighttime when the kids go in the forest. Yeah. Well, and if you keep it all indoor, then. It's you never have to worry about Florida weather. That's which, true. Like That's right true. now in the summer months, it's been terrible. Yeah. Every every day, it's. It, I feel like Hours. even if it hasn't rained, lightning has gotten close enough that it, it starts shutting down all the the outdoor attractions. Yeah. So um, it's it's definitely. I, I think it's going to be primarily indoors. Um, if not entirely indoors. Well, I hope so, because I prefer indoor roller yeah. coasters anyways. I, I know you do. I, you can just elevate the theming that yeah. much better. You, you get less scared. Yeah, because so. then it's all dark and you can't see your death waiting for you. That That is a uh, that is a good way to put it. I Regardless, I am, I am so upset about the Dragon Challenge news. Um, you know, I've talked about it on that show before uh, that we did on it. Um, this what? was the... Your first uh, attraction? No? Not my first. My first was Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, but oh, okay. this was my this was my last attraction. I mean, I don't. I shouldn't say it in that way. In my whole life of working in theme parks, I only worked at Test Track. I worked at Potter at Forbidden Journey. Then I worked at Dragon Challenge. I rescued once or twice at like Ollivanders and other places, but the actual positions that I was like, I was locked in. That was my home venue. Um, Dragon Challenge was one of the three, and that was also the place where I was um, an attractions lead. So I had the smallest amount of authority that you could have when working in a theme park, uh, which 
which was uh, definitely a cool aspect of it. Uh, beyond that, it's uh, I've said it before. It's it's where I I met Kylie. So it's we met at Fireball Unload. That was the first time I ever talked to her back and forth, and so it's, that's that's where her nickname Fireball comes from. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Um, it's just uh, her love of the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. It, it's as an attraction, it's time for it to go. Um, as an emotional thing, I am devastated that it's going to be leaving. I had so many good memories. Running around that attraction in the morning before it opened, uh, literally just by myself, uh, wandering around it through the day, probably going into areas that I shouldn't be going into. Uh, just, and of course, again, meeting my wife there for the first time. So after it closes, we will never be able to go back to that first spot where we first met, which that's a, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you work in a place that could come or go at any time. But uh, it's, it, you know, I'm excited for the future, but I think uh, this is this is definitely a, a big loss nonetheless. I know I know a lot of people who it is their their favorite attraction. Well, it's um, a staple of the theme park. I mean, it's an opening. You know, yeah. they 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 did the best Bring It On movie based around it, like yeah. you said in that episode, and it's kind of like when you. At least before the Wizarding World was around, like when you thought of Islands of Adventure, you thought of – I mean you couldn't – that's one of the images that pops oh, in your I, head. I knew before I had ever been to Universal at all, I knew stuff like E.T. Jaws. I knew Doling Dragons and I knew Spider-Man. Those were kind of like the the big ones. So uh, it, it's definitely a, a massive loss and get out there before September 4th if you want to uh, if you want to experience it. So I can guarantee you that I will be there um, on that day, probably right up right till closing, just so I can be there uh, during the last hours of it. So that is that. But so kind of the fallout of everything with Dragon Challenge, the first questions I started getting on Twitter and other places uh, from people who follow us is, so do you think this is a response? No. And absolutely not. Um, as we said at the top of this, it's, well, these plans have been in the work for so long that it's absolutely not a response. Um, on top of that, too, uh, on top of that, too, it was uh, – you know, Universal kind of, we've seen the history of what happens when they close attractions. Um, Beetlejuice got extended a little bit, but besides that, uh, you know, everything else that closed, they basically gave right around a month's notice that it was going to be gone. They did that for Disaster. They did that for Twister. Um, they they give their fans enough time to get out to see it mm -hmm. one last time um, without, you know, without really extending the the going away process yeah so that it becomes a big event so no this they they this just works in they could have waited another two weeks to announce it and people still would have asked if it was a response if they would have announced it before d23 everyone would have started asking well is it because they know that there's going to be so much announced at d23 that they're trying to jump in just got to give it up. I think if they had waited longer to announce it, it would have seemed even more like a response than just like announcing it pretty quickly. For me, yeah. pretty quickly says, well, we already thought about it. And yep. we're just like letting you know that's what's happening. Yeah. And then to turn around and say it's going to be ready for 2019. Yeah, that's a that's that's another thing that clearly this has been um, been 
on the like on the drawing boards for quite a while and the fact that it's going to close September 5th and then open anytime in 2019 that is a very fast turnaround so uh, what it, if it ends up just keeping the same track and yeah, it, it's not okay because no. that's where I'm like what if that's what they're doing no, we've, we've already seen it with uh, what makes me think that it's not going to be too much of a impressive like it's going to be impressive it's going to be immersive like they said but what keeps me thinking it's not going to be too insane too crazy is look at disney with the slinky dog coaster um they essentially the slinky dog coaster is now finished the the final track just got connected together yeah but it's like it's just a basic roller coaster too isn't it it is so it's very less impressive from the aerial views than what was expected yeah but that only took a couple months in yeah, total to get true. the entire thing. So when you think of it in that way, if they have a couple months to put in, even if they take six months to lay the well, foundation, build that. Well, how long did it take to put the Hulk in, you know? Yeah, it did I mean, not take the, very long The foundation was already there, but it's still, like, to reassemble the track was only yeah. gone for a couple weeks, right? No, it was it was gone for quite a while, but, oh. um, but yeah, the foundation was there, but... It, you know, it, it is possible to build a roller coaster fast, and then everything else surrounding it. I, I think it will be fine. But that that leads me into the the whole thought process on this. In that, still at this point, when you say when people ask, "Is what's Universal going to do to respond to Disney?" As of right now, they don't have to do anything to respond to Disney because currently Disney just announced. A buttload of stuff that they're planning on doing. Yeah. But in some cases, stuff hasn't been – there's been no groundbreaking on it. Nothing's actually happened with it yet. It's Some of the stuff I'm sure is still you know, still going through permits. And, well, like, let me ask you, the great movie ride, does that have a closing date? Yeah, August 13th. Oh, so it is soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about Ellen? Did they give a closing date for that? August 13th. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, no, they're both they're both closing August thirteenth. Well, that's what I was going to say. They made a lot of announcements, but nothing was really in the process just yet. Well, and but, it's even going in the process. Like but with with Ellen, for example, that's going to shut down. But Guardians isn't coming for years and years and years. Yeah, so, and I don't I don't think it's going to be like oh it's rep- it's replacing that, but it's not replacing that because the whole thing was there's a restaurant going to be over there, and there was a permit filed for like flattening the backstage area, yeah. so it's a remodel of that whole area. Yeah, and with Great Movie Ride, while people are excited that Great Movie Ride is finally getting updated in a sense that it's getting gutted and replaced with Mickey, I pump the brakes a little bit on it. it it was cool being in the announcement and hearing the excitement revolved around this mickey ride basically bringing an attraction to two and a half d making it feel like it's 3d without actually needing glasses or anything yeah that sounds exciting on paper but is it going to be mm. is it going to be impressive anymore when when disney opens up an attraction when do you ever say like oh you know what this is definitely going to be like a c ticket attraction you don't. You always immediately jump to the thought that it's going to be an e-ticket, and they kind of sell it like that too. So um, you, you can't have a park just with only e-ticket attractions. It's just not possible. So somewhere things are going to have to start falling down. But the point is, none of these none of these things are anywhere close to being done. And at the end of the day, they are just going to be attractions placed inside parks. Universal is going to continue to bring new attractions too and to update old attractions in the way that they need to. So saying just because you're throwing in Guardians of the Galaxy 
or Mickey Mouse, does that that doesn't that doesn't mean that that's going to kill Universal in general. No, Bringing Ratatouille over, a ride from uh, the Disneyland Paris Park, the Studios Park out there, and just porting it over for us that's not that's not a universal killer um it's it, it, it's just not yes universal is going to need to change their their uh, game plan with these attractions they can't keep taking the same path as they have before in terms of using um in terms of using tons of screens and heavily basing it on simulators, so they are going to have to take some steps forward in terms of that. But uh, by by no means at all can you say that because Disney's adding new attractions that they are going to kill it. Um, and let's go back to Pandora when that opened up. I went on the record saying that after seeing Pandora, Universal has something to worry about. And I, I still I still agree with that. Pandora is incredibly immersive um, in a way that I didn't think Disney would ever be able to come close to to recreating what Universal has done with Potter. It's still not perfect. Like I said, with Potter, you you feel like you are truly living in the movies. With uh, with Pandora, I don't. You're not. I don't feel like I'm going and actually stepping foot into into Pandora, into yeah. into the movie Avatar. I just feel like I'm in this world based on a movie. And yeah. it is immersive, but you're not stepping foot into the movie. Uh, Flight of Passage, great attraction. One of uh, one yeah. of the best attractions at Disney. I, I personally think it's one of the best attractions at Disney. But um, is it better than Spider-Man or no. Forbidden Journey? Absolutely no. not. No. No. It's no. good. It's different, but it's not. It's not. It, I wasn't blown away by it. No. I wasn't like. It's not from like. I'm like. Ah. Oh, I mean, it's cool, but it's not. I don't need to do it again. I don't know. So, I, I'm sure some people out there love it, but it just. It didn't. It didn't pull me away the same way. Like, um, the same way uh, Forbidden Journey does. You know, or like you said, Spider Man. Those I feel like I disappear into that world. Yeah. In Avatar, I was like, well. I'm looking at a screen riding a bike. Like I can see everybody else around me. At least like they theme the vehicle and the reason why you can see people in those attractions at Universal. At least those that it's yeah. part of the story. You know. Yeah. No. I and I, I guess you could argue it's part of the story at Pandora too. But it just it doesn't feel the same. You know. It, it acknowledges that it's fake. Yeah, I I would say I agree with that. With with Pandora, while everyone's going in and getting into their avatar, you're all essentially then flying the same exact flight path. At least, at least with some of these universal attractions, they do they do take in a little bit more of the aspect of like, oh, this is an omni mover. Essentially, we want we will show you where you need to be looking at. Yeah, and that doesn't always include the car next to you. Um, so I I, I definitely see that. But the next thing. While while Universal has to worry based on what they did with uh, Pandora, that's still that's not that's not a killer for them. The big the big thing that could throw them for a loop is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when that opens up. Um, we've well, seen the model yeah. now; it's very impressive. Uh, we've heard more and more about the attractions. It seems like a Star Wars nerd's dream. Well, if the hotel like the 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 rumor is if the hotel is going to open into the 
that's that's for me the next level. Yeah. If that fully themed, fully immersive luxury hotel opens directly into the land so that not only are you in space in the hotel, but then you step out onto a planet, that's next level immersion. That, uh, that absolutely Th- is. That right there, like what you're talking about, that's taking what Diagon Alley and was and moving it up. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. That yeah. is that is the next base. Um, and I have no doubt, based on those models, seeing what happened with Pandora, uh, I have no doubt that Disney is going to pull it off. My issue still, and I've said this since Star Wars, anything was announced, um, my issue is how can they actually carry over that immersive theming throughout? Um, I, 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 My thing with Potter, and I've always said it, is that the team members have such a passion, such a pride for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that they they work on their theming to be a part of the, to be a part of the story. They're not in the books, so you're not an official part of the story, but you want to continue that story for any guest walking in. And that's why they walk in. They may be a witch or wizard, and you don't quite know unless they're they're dressed as a witch or wizard. Otherwise, they're muggles, and that's how they will. That's how they'll always be, and you address them as that. You keep them in that story. With Star Wars, it seems like Disney wants to do that, but they've never done it before. So I don't know how they are actually going to accomplish it. And so the next thing, as you mentioned the hotel with this, everyone's clamoring, well, when are we going to get a Harry Potter hotel? When are we going to be able to sleep in the dorms of Hogwarts? I've wondered this for a while. So then, like, Star Wars, I think, essentially took the idea. It was like, oh, people wanted a Harry mm-hmm. Potter hotel. We should do a Star Wars hotel. Yeah. But- and I I will just say, from my experience working at Universal, knowing what happens, what, what Universal goes through with Warner Brothers, with J.K. Rowling, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Unless, unless J.K. Rowling dies unexpectedly and no one wants to take over her life's work, or if Universal Comcast buys Warner Brothers. And is able to just run uh, free reign on it. That's the only way. That would happen. Well, it's like I'm talking. It is so strict. When Warner Brothers comes to the parks, if we have our radios out, like when if I would be standing out front of Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and I was at the greeter position, you have a radio, so that way you can communicate to your your leads as well as the the ride booth, all that. If Warner Brothers came through and saw that you had your radio on. That's you would instantly get in trouble for that. Like you weren't allowed to have your standard operating well, equipment they, that you need. I was just going to say, I was like, don't, don't they always have that? Yeah, you're all. Every attraction is supposed to have that, but we would have to hide it when Warner Brothers came oh, through weird. because they didn't want to see it. You know, if there was if there was graffiti in the queue that we didn't clean up the right way, they would lose their minds over it. If the show was was too terrible they set the guidelines for what the show quality needed to be and we had to make sure it was maintained and if it wasn't again think but that's they'd good go I, I respect accountability because it happens at disney it happens at universal something starts out great and then it just devolves you know it's yeah. like crap no it's, it's just the, whether it's the cast member training that just eventually they get lazier and lazier and lazier and i'm not knocking the person that whatever i you know we've all been there we are all trainers we know that some people like you get a especially at disney with like cps that are there they're not invested or especially in florida yeah 
and this this is always my like I like Disneyland because of this. It's harder to connect to the history here than it is there because there there is that respect. There is it's yeah. local. A lot of people live there. You know, here it's not the same feeling from the guests and from the cast. So, but with something like Harry Potter, like you're saying, is like it is something that you you know you carry that with you yeah. in your heart. You know, and so like you need to find stuff like that. With Star Wars, though, I think. That is the first thing that Disney has that really can offer that potential to a cast member the same way that Harry Potter offers that to a yeah. team member. Uh, but the concern is, which has always been my concern, is nerds the accountability. No, oh, okay. the, the accountability. Mm-hmm. I was nerds. <laughs> so where, where Universal, as you said, you have to uphold the standards of Warner Brothers, of J.K. Rowling, the legacy of Potter. Oh, that's true. They don't have that. anybody to answer to. No, the, they Star don't. Star Wars doesn't, yeah. So, But we've also seen changes and stuff that we've assumed is because, well, Disney owns them now. That's why they've stopped doing it. You don't like see the Mickey, hoopla the hoopla. The, yeah. yeah, you don't see Mickey and uh, the Fab Five dressed up as Star Wars characters yeah. which, anymore. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. I'm sorry, because it, I felt like the hoopla made no sense to me because Darth Vader's never going to come out and dance to Thriller. Like, <laughs> I don't, that's not consistent story. I know it was funny and it was cute, but that's like a thing you go to Comic-Con and there's like a stage show yeah. and whatever. Uh, so Disney has shown... Um, has shown a lot of uh, signs that they are going to respect the brand and uphold the standards with it. Um, a lot of the people that I've listened to from Lucasfilm talk about uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They've also said like they are they are seriously doing whatever they can to keep everything in it canon as much as possible. They and that's want cool. it, yeah, and that's very cool. But they have to follow through on it because at the same time we can never forget we can't forget about Nintendo. Um, Nintendo is coming. And when it comes, yes, it's haunting. (laughs) It is. It's very haunting. Nintendo's coming, and when it when it gets here, it's going to blow all of us away. Oh, Um, if that that leaked map is any indication of like what's going to be there, then it is one of those where you're like, I know when people that I think this is something where it could be the theme park in a theme park. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, It's we've seen the leaked map that has probably been updated several times since that one was leaked seen leaked models of it which just look mind-blowing um and and we've heard what they've said about it what they're planning to do with it they uh, this will be a fully immersive and groundbreaking land of all sorts do you think they'll serve like like they'll give you your food but it comes in like a crate that you have to break open and then it's like an apple I or like a chicken leg. I really hope. Yeah. So I mean, we all, we already know <laughs> they said stuff like you'll be able to. Uh, you know, they they've said that there will be interactive elements throughout the land that correlate to what actually happens uh, in in the the video games. And this is just the tip of the iceberg with Nintendo, as we've always said. Um, you know, we know Super Mario is going to be in there. We know Donkey Kong is going to be in there. But then they just have this. A wide variety of places they can go, ways they can continue to develop. It doesn't have to stop with this first Super Mario Land. Oh, yeah. Um, there's been plenty of Mario games that it can continue on. If they can tap Pokemon ever, that will be the next step. And I guarantee you right now, because because Universal is always trying to stay on the edge of what they need to do next, they are already looking for the next IP that they are going to take and they are just going to harness it well, and honestly, in an amazing way it, all the stuff happening at disney feels like a response to universal so when everyone's like how's universal going to respond this is this that tug of war we knew was going to happen yeah. it's not 
it's not a response. It's just that Universal's been laying out plans and being the organized student and being like, okay, we've upped our game here. Let's continue to up our game. You know, not without fault, because obviously look at Jimmy Fallon, how terrible that attraction is. But it's, they they innovated a queue. So, like, they're still innovating. They're yeah. still moving. And Disney's finally like, oh, my God, we have slacked off. Now we're going to make all these announcements to be like, look at all our flash, 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 flash. We'll distract you from the fact that we've been terrible for the last couple of years, you know? So it, I, I don't see this – I I feel like this is playing catch-up to Universal. Yeah. Well, and let's be real. Universal does know – they they do have a good idea of what they're doing. Fallon, while the ride is extremely disappointing, it is still pulling lines. So let's not pretend like it's, it's a failure because the ride sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but it's still popular. Well, I like um, the building. I like everything to do with yeah. it. I just don't enjoy the actual attraction. But that being said, like that could turn into something else, and then I could love it. Yeah. You know? Fast and Furious will probably – the ride itself will probably suck. But you know what? It's a massive franchise that people keep coming out to. It is the this year besides Beauty and the Beast. It is the Fate of the Furious was the second highest box office worldwide, and I I can't imagine that anything is going to knock it off that position. Um, I, I think it's going to end up being number two. The last one was number one, I believe. The one before that was number well, I'm one. Assuming worldwide. Star Wars will. I don't know. I I really don't know. Star Wars. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, if it was like the off year, like how like Rogue One did well, but it didn't do Force Awakens well. Plus, you have to remember it's also the end of the year. It's though. the end it of the year. Three weeks so, to do it. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to accomplish it. Yes, it is going to be massive for 2018. That will probably be the number one of 2018. But in terms of 2017, it's going to be Beauty and the Beast, and then Fate of the Furious, unless they even find a way. To, well, I'm sure Disney's going to try to release Beauty and the Beast again to to get its ground held on that. Because I, I think you think they're going to re-release the movie by the end of the year. I, I think they would, and I wouldn't be surprised. At, you know, uh, they've they've done it before. They've done it with Frozen. They already re-released it in the sing-along format one time. Oh Lord, help us! Lord, help us! You know, help us. you know, Disney wants to make sure that that movie does whatever it has to do to be number one. What's box le- office. What's left for life. Disney for the rest of the year? It's just Star Wars, or is there another? Oh, um, Coco and Star Wars. Uh, Coco, Star Wars, and um, and there were uh, only six movies this year, something like that. Six or eight, but I know we're missing another one, and I can't think of what it is. Maybe we're not missing another one. Maybe my mind's melted. Yeah, I, I'm just saying they don't have like we're kind of in that dry stretch right now too. So it's like they've only got the November and the December. There's no Marvel one. Marvel Thor. Uh, Thor. Thor. Thank you. I, I feel like it's been... But again, I, <laughs> it don't, was right I don't know that you're, like, you're also like they're releasing like, yes, it's a Pixar film. It'll do solid. But it's a very unique Pixar film. And Thor, again, yes, it's a Marvel movie. It'll do solid. But it's Thor. It's not everyone's favorite Marvel thing. But it looks great. You know, like... and I can say based on our coverage from D23, Coco is the least thing. Coco is like one of the least things people are excited about. They're just not. So we yeah. can't expect that. We can't expect that to be a hit, and we can't expect that to win any Oscars uh, for Best Animated Feature either next year. Oh, I doubt um, that. Go, I mean, I doubt that it will win anything. Yeah. Maybe score. I don't know. Song. So, yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, going in with that, uh, Fast and the Furious. Wow, we really got on a tangent there from that. Fast and Furious, while the ride will probably suck, it's going to drive in people ju- worldwide because people go ape crazy and as long as it's different enough the from dumb. the 
it, as long as it's different enough the from the, the Hollywood version, which we know the the base of the ride is probably going to be the exact same as the Hollywood, but with what happens up to it, if they do kind of like Kong, where they make it worthy of like saying, oh, well, if you've done it in Hollywood, you, you've never done it in Orlando, yeah. though. If they do it in that type of fashion, then right there, you have another you have another winner on your hands. Kong is still immensely popular, even to this day. I think Something, they did a good job with the Kong did. right here. Yeah, I, I think it was I, – I, it's like they took what was a cool video out there but then created the attraction yeah. here. And that's what I'm hoping they do with Fast and Furious, although it's not a very cool video. But it's like – No. But it – like if if done correctly, it could be like a fun thing where like – you know what I mean? It could be one of those like fan favorites because it's so terrible yeah. it's good. And uh, I guess wrapping this thing up, finally talking about everything going on with with Disney and Universal right now, battling responses back and forth. Um, like I said many times, Rhino said it through this episode too, Universal has their plan. We now know 2018, 2017 was Fallon in Volcano Bay. Which Volcano Bay, yeah, people might be pissed off that there's tons of lines and they can't get anything done. But you know what? It's hitting capacity every single day. Yeah. And they're letting in far too many people that is causing these intense lines. But that's also saying that, you know, even with letting all those people, yeah, even with letting all those people in, it's still, it's still going crazy. So you can only, you know, you, while it may be a failure in terms of line management, it's an extremely popular park right now. Um, 2018, we know we're going to have Fast and Furious. That's, that's on the books. 2019, we know we're going to have the next Potter attraction now. And the reason why Universal doesn't need to announce more and more and more and more is because right now their parks aren't nearly as in the state of disrepair that the Disney parks are. Um, while while Universal has its bad sections, um, specifically talking about uh, the the Lost Continent area inside Islands of Adventure, um, you know that that whole area, while pretty to look at, still is basically wasted space. Yep. Besides that. You know, they have – I would say Universal's only problem with with Islands of Adventure itself is is their dining, which needs a complete overhaul. Oh, um, yes. Their quick service dining is terrible. And then the Lost Continent. Toon Lagoon, while outdated, the two attractions in there, Dudley Do-Right's Rips Off Falls and Popeye and Bluto's Bill Drop Barges, are – they're still amazing attractions. So – you know, while the areas are relevant, the attractions are great. There's nothing wrong with them. With Universal uh, Studios, I, you know, while we would love to see something replace Shrek and Terminator, these these little issues are few and far between. It's not like it's not like Epcot where you have a pavilion that sits completely unused except for for festivals, and then you have a terrible ride in Imagination, and then you have a terrible but I love it ride in universe of energy. Like it, in with Hollywood studios, you don't have just four rides like universal doesn't have the problems that Disney does. So that's why they had to announce a hundred things at once. Mm-hmm. Whereas universal only needs to stick to that one a year and they will continue. And then eventually we're going to get that new park and we're going to have it on there. I don't think there's ever going to be the Hogwarts hotel again, just the standards unless Comcast buys Warner brothers I don't see it happening because they will never be able to uphold the standards, and that's a great thing 
I don't want to see people ruining the hotel and disrespecting it. And, you know, it would make no sense to see a front desk at Hogwarts with people holding their phones and stuff. That would make absolutely no sense from the second you walk into it. I guess. Well, I want to see themed rooms. It just doesn't make sense if you want to follow the story and keep everything extremely immersive. Um, and, wow, I'm getting worked up with it. So yeah. that means that means it's time to wrap this up completely for the second time now. So, again, Disney may announce things. Universal isn't responding. Once they're billed at Disney, once we see the reaction, once we see how it's done, then that's up for Universal to respond. But right now, there there is no war. It's just it, – it's maybe that tug of war, but it, it's – let's let's keep this all under control. So – Thank you for that fun, uh, fun conversation, Rhino. Mm-hmm. I liked your input here and there. I hope everyone else has thoughts and opinions. If you do have thoughts and opinions on it, leave them in those comments below. Um, if you agreed with some of the things I said, hit that thumbs up. If you disagreed with everything I said, go ahead, hit that thumbs down. We'll see if you get my love and attention anymore. The answer is you won't. We'll see you in the parking um, lot. Yeah, we'll see you in the parking lot. Fist. Yeah, that that's that's what'll happen. Just fists. Fisticuffs. Um yeah, and of course, uh, as always, if you enjoyed this video and any others that we put out there, go ahead and share it. Um, that's the best way to keep spreading the word on it. Make sure you're subscribed to us on uh, YouTube as well as iTunes, and you're leaving all the feedbacks and everything that you can. Um, of course, disunplugged.com. That's the home of our show notes page for this show and every other on the Dis Unplugged uh, podcast network, and that's where you'll find links to our social media, email, and more. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. So thank you again to everyone out there for watching and listening to this uh, i really hope that you enjoyed it and that's going to do it for this episode of the dis unplugged universal edition and until next time remember no resolutions